Good morning! Welcome to Honey in the Rock, your daily dose of inspiration and encouragement. We look forward to having you on the show. This morning's episode is titled, In All Thy Ways Acknowledge Him. It shall be focused on a study of Proverbs chapter 3. Before we go any further, we'll begin with a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank Thee for this wonderful scripture where David is encouraging us to trust in the Lord with all our heart and lean not on our own understanding. And in all our ways to acknowledge Thee and Thou shalt direct our paths. That we may not be all wise in our own eyes, but to fear Thee and depart from evil. Father, we thank Thee to see Thy wisdom, that You've given us a mind to be able to think, to be able to do all these different things. But then you challenge us, and like David is saying, that true wisdom is not to be able to lean on our own understanding, even though we have some kind of understanding, but we should lean on your knowledge, where the scriptures tell us even during the millennium that the earth shall be filled with the knowledge of God as much as the waters of the sea. We thank thee, Father, to know that your ways are higher than ours, and so therefore we don't lean on our finite understanding that only knows in part, but we lean on your understanding, which knows all things. We thank thee for all these great things. In the name of thy Son, Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. Up next, we shall listen to Proverbs chapter 3. Chapter 3 My son, forget not my law, but let thine heart keep my commandments. For length of days and long life and peace shall they add to thee. Let not mercy and truth forsake thee. Bind them about thy neck. Write them upon the table of thine heart. So shalt thou find favor and good understanding in the sight of God and man. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart, and lean not unto thine own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct thy paths. Be not wise in thine own eyes. Fear the Lord, and depart from evil. It shall be health to thy navel, and marrow to thy bones. Honor the Lord with thy substance, and with the first fruits of all thine increase. So shall thy barns be filled with plenty, and thy presses shall burst out with new wine. My son, despise not the chastening of the Lord, neither be weary of his correction. For whom the Lord loveth, he correcteth, even as a father the son in whom he delighteth. Happy is the man that findeth wisdom, and the man that getteth understanding. For the merchandise of it is better than the merchandise of silver, and the gain thereof than fine gold. She is more precious than rubies, and all the things thou canst desire are not to be compared unto her. Length of days is in her right hand, and in her left hand riches and honor. Her ways are ways of pleasantness, and all her paths are peace. She is a tree of life to them that lay hold upon her, and happy is every one that retaineth her. The Lord by wisdom hath founded the earth. By understanding hath he established the heavens. By his knowledge the depths are broken up, and the clouds drop down the dew. My son, let not them depart from thine eyes. Keep sound wisdom and discretion. So shall they be life unto thy soul, and grace to thy neck. Then shalt thou walk in thy way safely, and thy foot shall not stumble. When thou liest down, thou shalt not be afraid. Yea, thou shalt lie down, and thy sleep shall be sweet. Be not afraid of sudden fear, neither of the desolation of the wicked when it cometh. 
for the Lord shall be thy confidence, and shall keep thy foot from being taken. Withhold not good from them to whom it is due, when it is in the power of thine hand to do it. Say not unto thy neighbor, Go, and come again, and tomorrow I will give, when thou hast it by thee. Devise not evil against thy neighbor, seeing he dwelleth securely by thee. Strive not with a man without cause, if he have done thee no harm. Envy thou not the oppressor, and choose none of his ways. For the froward is abomination to the Lord, but his secret is with the righteous. The curse of the Lord is in the house of the wicked, but he blesseth the habitation of the just. Surely he scorneth the scorners, but he giveth grace unto the lowly. The wise shall inherit glory, but shame shall be the promotion of fools. Up next, we shall listen to a sermon by Reverend William Brenham titled, Lean Not Unto Thine Own Understanding. This was preached in 1965 on January the 20th. We'll begin at paragraph 31 up to paragraph 72. I trust you find it to be a blessing. Now, this is a, a very strange text for the day that we're living in because the emphasis today is certainly laid upon education and upon our own understanding of things, the day of, of learning. But uh, we find out here that this strange statement, like other scriptures, it has its place. And we trust that God will let us see where the place is. Today, we send our children to the school to have understanding. Then after they're through the uh, grammar schools, we send them to high school for a better understanding of knowledge. Then after they're through there, some children are even fortunate enough to go to college and go through college to complete their education and their understanding of knowledge, what they are acquired of by Many times to get a job, you have to have a, at least a high school understanding, uh, college education or so forth. Yet, the wise Solomon told us that not to lean to it, not to our own understanding. Learn not of these things, because we wonder why that he would say such a thing as this, for it's because it usually... Our modern understanding is usually the wisdom of man which is contrary to the Word of God. I think that's what Solomon was trying to advise his sons, was not to be illiterate, but not to lean to their understanding. And I think it would be a good exhortation today if we said to our sons, and to the sons of God, that it's all right to have an education. There's nothing against that. But when that education is contrary to the Word of God, then lean to the Word and let your education go. Amen. Because the uh, Word and education will stand and will give you a good job, probably a good standing amongst intellectual people. but. That's all right, which will probably be a great help to you, help you in your financial and your, your livelihood, make living maybe a little better for you. But remember one thing, my son, 
You've got to die. No matter how much education you got, how much culture you're able to accumulate, you've yet got to face death because it is written that man must die and after that the judgment. Yes. And God, when death is not so bad, but coming to the judgment is the bad part. Now, you can die, but after that the judgment and God is not going to inquire of you how much schooling you got when you were here on earth. How much knowledge you accumulated. Whether you got your Bachelor of Art or whatever degree you might have been, even as a minister, it's not going to be required of you. But it's going to be required of you what you did about the understanding of God's Word. Yes, amen. That's where the requirement comes. Because that your education is fine, but the Word of God is life. My Word is life. Yes. And to know it is life. And he, he said, know him. He is the Word. Yes, he is. So you can only know him by the Word, for he is the Word. That's the only way you'll know him, is by his Word. Somebody could come up and say, this is God, or that's God, or this is God, or this is right, and that's right. But we come back to the Word, which is the truth. And the Word is just like the, uh, the North Star. It's a true star. No matter which way the world's afloating, that North Star is centered with the earth. You set your compass to the North Star. It's always in the center of the earth. Other stars float around with the world, but the North Star stays stable. Now, the compass is the Holy Spirit, and the, your, your tie post would be the North Star, so the Holy Spirit will always point towards the Word. Hallelujah. The Holy Spirit will never lead you to anything else but the Word of God. So how could a man accept a creed when it's contrary to the Word? And then still say he has the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost will point you away from that. It takes the Holy Spirit to point you to the Word. For he is the Word. He is the Word. And it can only, as the, uh, as the magnet in the uh, compass is only set towards the North Pole, that's the only way it can draw. And when the Holy Spirit is the author and writer... And the quickener of the Word, how can it point the person to anything else but the Word? So when a person says they have the Holy Ghost and accepts something contrary to the Word, it shows that ain't the genuine Holy Ghost they got. See? It may be a ghost. I wouldn't dispute that. But it, it isn't the Holy Ghost of Christ. Now, you know, many times they take one another's spirits. <laughs> And so that might point in a, like a group of man to a certain thing. But it won't, uh, it, it won't point to Christ. But the Holy Spirit always points to Christ. And Christ is the Word. We see this so plainly in the Bible, or I do. Maybe I might be wrong but, uh, in my thinking. But I don't think so. Because that this lean not to your own understanding of things. If you lean to your own understanding, then you're bound to get off of the right road. You can't lean to anyone else's understanding when it comes to life. To find life, you've got to lean to the Word. Amen. That's life. We see this from the beginning. It's so plainly 
made known to us from the beginning that God gave his first family on earth his word to live by. Only his word was to live by. Now, that's not through eating their food and so forth, but his word, they were to live by eternally. And as long as they kept that word, they lived eternally. But the first little phrase of that word was misplaced. The whole chain broke and the human race plunged into death. See? Now we notice Eve, which was uh, no doubt an intelligent person, the first right off of Adam, who was the, the son of God. And Eve, certainly being in that spot where there had been no sin, no place for sin, she certainly must have had a wonderful conception of what God was. Because every afternoon, she and her husband walked in the cool of the garden in the evening and talked face to face with God. What a, an unreasonable uh, thing that a person who would walk face to face with God each day and then would turn to the reasoning of something that reasoned her away from the Word of God. We still got it. Can you so easily be reasoned away from the Word of God after sitting in the presence of God? Seeing the Word of God preached, the Word of God made manifest, drunkards and sinners come to the altar and be converted and made new creatures in Christ. People of ill fame made ladies and gentlemen. And then to turn from that blessed thing that led them to this life and then be perverted off after some kind of a creed to become more popular or, or get into what they would call a better class of people. While you're in the best class that there is, Amen. Sons and daughters of God. I like that company better than I would with all the kings and potentates and everything else. Give me that humble bunch of people if they don't know uh, their right hand from their left. As long as they know God and love Him and serve Him, that's the celebrity of heaven to me. Yes, sir. Now, but we find that Eve was easily persuaded by Satan from the Word of God, and she leaned on her own understanding because Satan had projected something to her which wasn't to her real understanding of God, but she had something else told to her by the enemy, Satan, and she believed it. Now, we find the results of this, it plunged the whole human race to death because the first mother on the earth Lean to her own understandings contrary to the Word of God and plunge the whole human race to death. Now, do you believe that? That's the Word. Well, a woman is always... A church in the Bible is typed to woman. And a church today can accept a bunch of dogmas or creeds and plunge the whole congregation... 
in a separation from God. Those people who adopt those things instead of the Word of God are just like Eve, and it's been done over and over till it's got this whole generation plunged away from the Word of God. And when the Word is made manifest, the Word is revealed, they won't accept it because they won't do it because they lean to their own understanding. Amen. This church was built here. It's a beautiful place. It's a great organization. It's a member of a great body of people. Why shouldn't we belong to that? I'll trust in it. Trust not in your own understanding, but trust in the Word of the Lord. Now, now it ended finally in death to the whole race, as I said. Same as now to the many people who rely upon their own understanding, their dogmas and creeds and so forth, claiming the Word of God is not altogether true, that some of it is inspired and some is not. How can you have faith in a Bible if part of it is inspired and part of it is not? If one, if one quotation is wrong, then the whole thing might be wrong. It's all got to be right. Exactly right. And some of these so-called perverted Bible schools teaching man's knowledge, accumulation, where they get together and set in a council of people and say, now look, if the days of miracles that ended in the days of the apostles, and many men under the bishop or the high man would sit there and say, well, if I can just agree with him, no doubt, but I might be in line next for his position. See, then you lean to your own understanding instead of standing on your two feet for the Word of God. That's what causes these things. Some time ago, someone, I was in a dispute uh, on an income tax, and they said to me, said, why, your trustees are nothing but puppets, I suppose. I said, if I had a trustee on the board that had a different idea and wouldn't stand up, and I don't care who's speaking about it, would express his own views of it, I'd throw him off the board. Yes, sir. Though it was contrary to my belief, I want him to express what he thinks is right. That's what I got him there for. See what he says about it. But we have it. Notice, Jesus said in St. John 10, My sheep know my voice. Yes, amen. A voice, of course, is his word when he's speaking. My sheep know my voice. My voice has been proven to them to be true. It's been vindicated that it is my voice. Now, now notice, they are not subject to following any other voice. They won't. My sheep know my voice. And a stranger, they will not follow. In other words, they will not understand a theological voice that's teaching contrary to the Word. The sheep don't understand that. No more than the eagle last night could understand the clucking of the hen. It, uh, they don't understand because he was an eagle. And that's the same thing with a genuine, born-again child of God. They understand only the things that are of God. Now, somebody say, well, now, look, you can do this. I think, it's, I believe that it isn't this the way. I believe that the days of miracles is past. I don't believe that that's divine healing. I don't believe this. Now, a genuine, born-again Christian, that'll never stop in his ears. You don't understand it at all. And how could a man that believes in God and can read the Bible and see that he's the same yesterday, today, and forever will ever accept such a thing as that? I don't understand it. So 
They do not lean to their own understanding. Just like a, a baby. You take a little baby and let him be born and let him once lean upon his mother's bosom. Nurse from her the warm milk. Lean his little head upon her bosom, though he's just a few hours old. In a day or two from then, take him away from his mother and give him over on the breast of a strange mother. He'll kick them little feet up in the air and yell. It's not his mother. See, he has already had a something about him because he is a part of this mother. Yet nature has provided him a way to know his own mama. And if nature has provided a way for a baby to know its mother from where it's born from, how much more has he a son of God that's born by the Spirit of God? He knows his mama. He knows because he was born of the Word. And he understands the Word. Put him in a strange place, he certainly is out of, out of place. He'll get out of there as quick as he can. Because he has... He doesn't lean somebody and say, now wait, dear, this is your mama now. It's not his mama. Because he has a way of knowing it. He's part of this mother. That's his mother. No one else can ever take her place. He knows his own mother. Notice how it is, how it is really so God has made everything after its kind. The cattle after their kind. Many times in bringing a roundup down, we bring the whole herds of cattle and the little calves, I used to wonder how they would ever know their own mama. Now, they, the, they're coming down uh, out of the mountains, the cattle all mixed together, uh, uh, a cow that is uh, with the calf, maybe a, a little hungry calf might nurse a little from the other mother if he's real hungry, but when we stop them out on the prairie, that mama starts to see that crowd of cows and calves that she finds her own and the calf is running for its mother. It knows that certain little whine yeah. in her ball. And she's bawling for that calf. The other mothers are bawling to you. You can't even hear yourself think. But that little calf will find that certain call of its mother because it's part of the mother. Praise the Lord. And a born-again Christian from heaven, he is a part of of this word. Right. Another mama, he will not follow. He's a part of the word. He stays with the word. If the trumpet gives an uncertain sound, who can prepare himself for battle? Said Paul. He knows the sound of the word. Notice how, how this is. The predestinated hand of God following them through. He knows that he was ordained. He was in the gospel truth, he knows that he was born by the Spirit of God. He knows that the Spirit of God cannot deny the Word of God. So therefore, a stranger, he will not follow. Notice how I was looking back here on a note that I had uh, wrote down here. I, I passed by it, but I just happened to see the Scripture reading. Thought I'd refer back to it again. Notice how his own predestinated sheep followed him right in the days of the greatest theologians that we ever had. They come right out because they knew him. They knew what the Word had promised for that day. They knew what the Messiah was to be like. When he came and 
Simon Peter came to him, which was only Simon then, and Andrew had tried to tell him about that uh, this man is the Messiah. While Simon, of course, he was maybe a little hard-headed and he wouldn't go, but when he walked up into the presence of Jesus, when Jesus said, your name is Simon and you are the son of Jonas. Now, we know that Jesus told his apostles that he knew them and he, before the foundation of the world, they were the attributes of his thoughts. Therefore, being that seed laying in him, and he knew that the word said and had been promised that the Messiah would be a prophet. And when he seen that, he was through with fishing. He knew then that he had dropped his nets because he had become a fisher of man. For now there stood others standing there who seen the same thing done and classed it an evil spirit. That was the theologians because it wasn't in the taste of their theological teaching. And they turned it down because they leaned to their own understanding by their doctors. When Jesus Christ came in the fulfillment of the word of promise, and they were too blind to see it, they leaned upon what the priest said, and upon what the church said, instead of upon what God said. Now Jesus rebuked them for it. He said, uh, search the scriptures. For in them you claim you have everlasting life, and they are they that testify of me. These scriptures that I'm asking you to search, they tell you who I am. But they wouldn't lean to what the Word said, but they leaned to what their understanding was. They leaned to their own understanding. And the scripture tells us that they were veiled. The veil of their own theology had them blinded. You say, Brother Branham, what are you getting at? I'm just getting to this. That thing is occurring again. So men and women and people will lean to a certain church that they have joined and belong to. No matter what the Word of God says about it, they go right on with that leaning to their own understanding and ignoring the Word of God as if it had never even been written. It's unchermatized seed of human life. It's got the physical life, but no spiritual life in it to be quickened. The veil was over their face. Now notice, they had their own thoughts of what God should be. They had their own ideas of what Messiah should be. But the Word said what the Messiah should be. Now, see, they had their own understanding of what he would be. No doubt but what the high priest said, all my uh, priests under me, now when the Messiah comes, we've built a great temple here, we've done all of this, and the Bible said he'll quickly come to his temple and all these things. When he does, the Messiah will come right up here and recognize himself with us and say, I am the Messiah, I have arrived. I am that Messiah that you've been looking for. Well, when he did come, he come in such a different way from what they thought it was, they didn't recognize him. They didn't know who he was. But he is, if, what, if some hypocrite would have walked up there and said, I am the Messiah, I'm Dr. So-and-so, they would have accepted it. But when you come to a man 
that was born with a darkened birth behind him, no education of any school he ever went to to learn, no seminary did he have, no fellowship card, but he was the interpretation of God's Word made manifest. The works that I do tell you who I am. I do not the works that was promised I do, then believe me not. And could we not apply that to this day? When the Holy Ghost comes, if they want to apply to some other age, when He comes in the action and the demonstrations of His power of eternal life, the people want to call it a, a wild fanaticism. Why? They are leaning to their own understanding and not to the Word of the Lord. You know that's right. The identification that God own interpretation is the manifestation of the promise. As we get towards the end of this episode, we'll end with a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank Thee for the scripture that we read today, that we should not lean on our own understanding, and how, Lord, the scripture is telling us that the wise shall inherit glory, but shame shall be the promotion of fools. So, Father, may we not be found as fools. As the scripture says also in another place, the fool has said in his heart there is no God. So, Father, we acknowledge thee in all our ways, that you, as you tell us, the footsteps of the righteous are led by God. So we seek your leadership and we don't seek to exact our own ideas, but we look to thee for direction. In the name of thy Son, Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. Thanks for listening to Honey in the Rock, your daily dose of inspiration and encouragement. We hope to continue to earn your viewership throughout the year as we read the Bible from cover to cover. To make this a better listening experience for you, would really appreciate your feedback. So please email us at honeyintherock2020 at gmail.com. We also have accounts on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. So please follow us, share our pages, and subscribe. Now we'll leave you with the parting song. God richly bless you. our Lord beat him unmercifully nailed him to a tree the sky grew dark the earth began to fall the people cried surely We've crucified the Son of God. We recognize the mighty God was here today. In our hearts burn as He talked along the way. Wish we had known him.
Vanished and opened up our 